Welcome into the Stampede. My name is Ryan Jones. Thank you for spending your morning, afternoon, evening with me. Whatever it is for you, I hope you're having a great day. All right. So we're starting this. We'll see how it goes. Obviously, I already said it. This is the Stampede. My name is Ryan Jones. This is going to be my podcast based solely around uh, the sport I love the most, football. Now, occasionally, I will talk about other things. I'm a huge uh, basketball fan as well. Maybe occasionally talk some basketball. And if there's any other sports that uh, listeners would like me to cover, I may do that as well. But for now, for the first podcast, I figured that we might as well just keep it simple, keep it short, because this is kind of an introductory, a prologue, if you will, to my podcast. And I figured, why not do what's the hottest thing around right now? Why not do what's the hottest thing around right now and do a, a mock draft? Am I, I'm gonna, I'm, so yeah, that's what we're gonna do. Well, I'm gonna do a mock draft live right now in person. I'm not gonna be thinking about this. Not gonna be going super in depth on the board and everything. Give you my opinion, a little bit of thoughts on the teams. Uh, what I'm gonna be doing after this episode, I think I want to do uh, team breakdowns. Talk about uh, the needs of each team. I'll probably end up going by division in order to fill enough time and enough episodes. So that's what I'm going to do right now. Call it the, st- the Stampede. The Stampede's Mock Draft 1.0. Post-Combine edition because the Combine happened a while ago. Pretty recently, I guess. But yeah, we might as well get right into it. Uh, the Combine, I don't think it's going to affect much. And I have to preface, preface this before. This mock draft is going to be a combination of what I would do mixed with a combination of what I think the teams will do, you know, their draft history, that kind of thing. And obviously, uh, for this one, there's not going to be any trading, whatnot. Maybe in a future one, I'll do trading. The draft is pretty much a month away, and I'm super excited for it. That's something else I really want to do is uh, kind of give, like, live reaction to the draft uh, with a few of my friends. We'll see that in the future. So yeah, let's get in. Ryan Jones, the Stampede, Mock Draft 1.0. Let's get started. All right, so the Bengals obviously have the first pick, and I think everybody knows who this is going to be. Unless this guy speaks out and decides he does not want to go to Cincinnati, he won't. Joe Burrow, quarterback at LSU, best quarterback prospect coming in to this process uh, because of the Tua Tagovailoa injury. You know, some people aren't at, as high on Tua as some may be. I have kind of mixed feelings about him. I think he's a pretty good prospect, not as good as Joe Burrow or a, you know a Trevor Lawrence, but uh, Joe Burrow is going to be the pick here, number one quarterback in the draft. Had a great year, had the best uh, season in college football history for a quarterback st- statistically, and he also beat like eleven seven or so. he he beat a ridiculous amount of top ten teams or something like that. Uh, the dude's unbelievable, obviously. Uh, the Bengals, uh, you know, just to give a little preview of my breakdown for them. Uh, they need help pretty much everywhere. Don't know if AJ Green's going to be back at the time of this recording. I'd imagine they'd probably franchise tag him. They need help on the O line. They're going to get Jonah Williams back. That'll help. A draft pick from last year that did not play at all. If he is, he's probably the best lineman in that draft class. So if I'm sure he'll help drastically. They need help on the edge and they need help at linebacker. Uh, they need pretty much everything. But they're going to take the quarterback here, Joe Burrow, hometown kid. Uh, I believe he, he lived in Ohio as a kid. So yeah, number one, Joe Burrow, LSU quarterback. With the second pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, I'm going to have the Washington Redskins selecting Chase Young, edge rusher out of Ohio State. 
I think people are kind of overthinking this one a little bit, uh, myself included. I did have the at one point I had them taking Tua, but like I thought about it and I was like, you know, I just I don't see log a logical reason for that. Like I understand that the Cardinals did it last year with Josh Rosen and Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray was a significantly better quarterback than what they had in Josh Rosen. I mean, you see it now. Josh Rosen isn't even playing ahead of Ryan Fitzpatrick. The guy's clearly a bust. I don't think Dwayne Haskins is a bust. I think that he he has some limitations as an athlete, but I think that he has the accuracy, the tools, in order to be a potential franchise quarterback, maybe like an Andy Dalton Ryan Tannehill level starter kind of in that range, just kind of average, you know, and I don't know if Tua is going to be any better than that because he, he gets so, so hurt. It's like his third lower body injury. He has a, like an okay arm. He's accurate. I, I don't see the upgrade in over Dwayne Haskins. Next up is one of the toughest positions in the draft uh, with the Detroit Lions. They could go quarterback. I don't see them. I don't see a real reasons to reason to because I don't think a quarterback in this draft is better than Matthew Stafford. They have a need at linebacker, corner, edge rusher uh, on the offensive line. You know they have a need at safety because they traded away uh, Quandre Diggs. No, yeah, they traded away uh, Quandre Diggs. I believe his name is. I most people would have them take Jeffrey Akuda here. I think that Akuda falls. I think I mean corners. It seems like they fall every single year. I mean, Greedy Williams was supposed to be the best corner in the 2018 draft, and he fell to the second round. With that being said, I'm going to have the Lions take Isaiah Simmons, the guy who blew away the combine, with a third pick. He could play linebacker. He could play corner. He could play strong safety, free safety, inside, outside linebacker. He can play anything you need him to. And with, you know, he could play with a Matt Patricia-led defense. You can move him around, really do anything you want with him. I personally think after watching the film, I think he suits best as a strong safety. However, he prefers to play linebacker, which, you know, the kudos to him. But I think he kind of plays a Derwin James role where he kind of just roll roams around everywhere on the field and, and, you know, plays wherever he's needed. Next up at pick number four, I have the New York Giants selecting Makai Becton tackle out of Louisville. All right, with the fourth pick, the New York Giants, I'm going to have them take a Mekhi Becton tackle out of Louisville. Now, I, do not, I don't think he's the best tackle in the draft. I don't think he's the best lineman in the draft, period. But knowing Dave Gettleman and what he values, he wants to build his team through the trenches, no matter how wrong that may be. He does not value, yeah, I don't think he values, uh, you know, draft position. If he gets his guy, he's going to go out and get him. And Mekhi Becton being like, what was he, 6'8", 350 or whatever it, it was, something crazy. I could easily see him, I could easily see him reaching for Mekhi Becton here and getting like a right tackle uh, for the future. I mean, not to say it's a, it's a bad pick, like Mekhi Becton could easily turn out to be a really good lineman because of his size and frame and his athleticism for being how big he is. But I don't think he's the best lineman in this class, he didn't show it in college. He's a pretty good pass protector, and being that big, you have to be a good run blocker, I would assume. So yeah, I, I, I'm going to have the Giants take Mekhi Becton uh, tackle out of Louisville. He'll play right tackle next year and see what the Giants can do. 
All right, next up on the clock, uh, the Miami Dolphins. This is going to be a very interesting pick. They could go best player available. They could take a quarterback. Personally, if I was running the Dolphins, I probably wouldn't take a quarterback this year. I would try to wait, try to get Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, something, somebody next year. But that probably won't happen. So I fully expect them to take a quarterback here. Who the quarterback is is up for the to, uh, for the for debate. And as we already saw, one quarterback go off the board up. I fully expect them to take a quarterback here. Who that quarterback is is up for debate. Most people have them taking Tua, but I'm going to go a different route and say they take Jordan Love, quarterback, out of Utah State. If, and if you hear clicking, that's just me clicking on my laptop to make the pick. I'm literally doing this live on the spot. This is going to be completely unedited. Uh, uh, maybe <laughs> cut out some awkward pauses in between, but other than that, this is completely unedited. So if I sound like an idiot, it's because I'm not editing this. I have no notes in front of me. I'm doing this live on the spot. Just my thoughts from my brain. So yeah, I'm going to have him take Jordan Love, quarterback out of Utah State, who's quickly rising up draft boards. He's got a huge arm. Some people are comparing him to Patrick Mahomes. I can see the comparisons, but do, do I think he's going to be Patrick Mahomes? No, I don't think anybody's ever going to be Patrick Mahomes ever again. I think we have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time on our hands in the early stages, stages of his career. But yeah, I, I feel like Jordan Love needs to sit for a few years anyways, so why not take him now, you have your quarterback for the, for the future, and build the rest of your team until he's ready to take take over. I love what uh, Brian Flores is doing here in Miami. Easily had the worst roster in the NFL and still ended up winning, like, what, five games? Uh, I, he knows what he's doing as a coach, and I say, why not take the quarterback with the most potential in this draft, yes, he has more potential than Joe Burrow, I would say, because of the arm strength and all the arm talent. So why not take the the quarterback with the most arm talent, Jordan Love, out of Utah State? All right, next up is the L.A. Chargers at pick number six. I'm still not used to saying L.A. They should just they should have just stayed in San Diego or moved somewhere else. It's just weird to say Los Angeles. Either way, the Chargers are up next. Most people expect them to take a quarterback here. I don't. I expect them to go the veteran route, no matter who that veteran is. Whether it is Tom Brady, whether it, whether it's Teddy Bridgewater, or someone else, I expect them to go after a veteran quarterback because I feel like this team has a lot of talent, and you can't wait on a, a rookie to groom. You know, I, I don't think you can wait on a rookie to continue to uh, develop and all that stuff while you have all this talent on your roster. I mean, you have really good receivers. I got a deep, uh, you got Joey Bosa, uh, Derwin James, uh, Melvin Ingram. Like you have so many great players, you have to get a veteran quarterback in there to stabilize it that knows how to win. Now, if I were Teddy Bridgewater, I'd strongly consider the Chargers. Will that happen? I don't know. I no one knows obviously at this point. I feel like that's something else we could do in the next episode. The QB carousel, who I think is going to go where, could be fun. Either way, I'm going to have them take uh, my best tackle in the draft, Andrew Thomas. Out of Georgia, I don't get the hate uh, on Andrew Thomas. The dude's been great for three years in college. There's no reason he should be sliding down draft boards as he is. Like I said, this is a combination of what I would do and what I think will happen. Uh, this is one of those that uh, this is what I would do. I, I would draft a tackle, sure up the sure up the uh, the offensive line. I know they made a trade earlier. I don't think that matters really. 
you can move pieces along the offensive line, but this guy's a franchise left tackle. So the Chargers get a franchise left tackle. Go the veteran route uh, for the quarterback in this mock draft. I would say Teddy Bridgewater or Tom Brady. You know, we'll see. We'll see. We don't know what's going to happen with the Chargers. Very interesting team for next season, though. All right, next up at pick number seven, we have the Carolina Panthers. Now, interesting enough, we have some quarterbacks sliding down the board. Whether that, you know, it Tua's here as well as uh, Tua Tagovailoa is here at quarterback, and so is uh, Justin Herbert. I, I don't know if I would want to have them take a quarterback here, man. What should I do? Because Jeff, Jeff Okuda is still here, and he is easily uh, the best corner in this draft by far. He's, I think he, this guy is like the next Jalen Ramsey. He, he's so good. Watch his tape. He's so good. But now that Tua is here on the board, I think I'm going to have the Carolina Panthers take Tua Tagovailoa because you have Cam Newton who's coming back. There is a chance that Cam could get hurt this year, so you might be able to see Tua. And if not, I think that this Panthers team is going to be a very bad team next year anyways. So maybe you potentially get your franchise quarterback, you pick at the top of the draft, get a very good player then. And if it doesn't work out with Tua, you're probably at the top of the draft anyways, drafting another quarterback. Because, guys, I don't think Cam Newton's Cam Newton anymore. I I think if you have so many surgeries on your throwing shoulder, it's not going to work out for you. So yeah, I think I'm going to have the Panthers taking Tua here, have him sit for a year behind Cam and maybe Kyle Allen, and then next year you're ready to go. You got Tua, Christian McCaffrey, you build you know, build your team a little more. I feel like the Panthers could be a scary team in, you know, maybe 2 years if they could pull this off and get Tua. Do I think Tua is going to fall all the way to 7? Uh, no. No, I think a team's going to trade up for him. But like I said, this one is no mock drafts, a combination of what I do. And I'm a little uh, lower on Tua than most people. Next up is one of the most interesting teams in the draft. Uh, at pick 8, the Arizona Cardinals. A lot of people have them taking wide receiver C.D. Lamb because of the connection to Kyler Murray. And I think I'm going to do that because looking at my uh, at the draft board here, I don't know who else I would have them take other than maybe Tristan Wirfs or Jedrick Wills. But then again, I feel like they're going to go kind of the Russell Wilson uh, route and just be like, Kyler, you can run around and figure out figure it all out on your own, kind of. So yeah, I'm going to have them take C.D. Lamb. I mean, why not? Oklahoma connection, and he's one of the best receivers in this draft. Probably my number one, I think. It's tough to say between him and Jerry Judy. Yeah, we'll see. Now the Jags at pick nine. Ah, oh, man, they're they're going to love this. Jags fans are going to love this. You guys are getting Jeff Okuda to, to replace A.J. Bouye and Jalen Ramsey at pick number nine. I mean, simple enough. He's the best corner in the draft. He's locked down corner and can play in man coverage and zone coverage. Like, when you got a guy that can do both of those and do them very well, I mean, you're going to be set up for success. Jeff Okuda, best corner of the draft, and the Jags get their Jalen Ramsey replacement. Next up at pick 10, uh, this is going to be the most obvious pick in the draft. The Browns are taking a tackle. It doesn't matter which tackle they're picking. They're going to take a tackle because that offensive line is atrocious and... If you want to give your franchise quarterback Baker Mayfield, yes, I think he is a franchise quarterback. Unlike some people, yes, I think he's a franchise quarterback. Unlike some people, but you got to have protection for every quarterback. Baker's a little mobile, but not really. 
Baker's got a, a very strong arm. But, you know, in order to get those receivers downfield, you got to buy your quarterback a little bit of time. So I think I'm going to give them Jedrick Wills, uh, tackle out of Alabama. I feel like that's probably the route they go if Tristan Wirfs was still on the board. Now, whether Wirfs will be on the board at this point, at pick 11 to the Jets, is beyond me. Uh, so with the 11th pick, I have the New York Jets. Man, this is a tough one, too. They could easily go tackle, wide receiver, Maybe an edge, maybe they reach for an edge rusher. The edge rushers in this draft are kind of scary. Other like other than Chase Young, I'm not sure who I would draft. You know, it's kind of a very it's very tough uh, for edge in this draft because they're not as good as they've been in years past. Tristan Wirfs is still on the board. Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, man, it, this is such a tough call. I think, I think with the Jets, I'm going to go Jerry Judy, wide receiver out of Alabama. I think it'd be very, it'd be kind of fitting if they got them, got him right before Oakland at pick twelve. I feel I don't think Jerry Judy or Ceedee Lamb's gonna last this long. I think teams are gonna probably have to trade up for him because man, they're they're really good prospects. So yeah, Jerry Judy, wide receiver out of Alabama, uh, give Sam Darnold uh, number one wide receiver, pair him with like Robbie Anderson if they can re-sign him, and you got a pretty pretty good wide receiver duo there. Next up, pick 12, the Las Vegas Raiders. Man, it, it still feels very weird to say that. The Las Vegas Raiders. Ah, they could go a lot of routes here, man. Uh, we don't know who their quarterback's going to be, whether it's Carr, whether it's Brady, whether they draft one. We don't really know. They do have any linebacker, wide receiver, corner safety. They, they have a. I think for Oakland here, you just take the best player available. Uh, Derek Brown's still here. So is Henry Ruggs. As well as you know, C.J. Ha- Henderson, Christian Fulton, Javon Kinlaw. There's a lot of good prospect- prospects here. Ah, oh, man, Raider fans are going to be mad at this. I think I'm just going to have them take... Man, I'm stuck between Derek Brown and Henry Ruggs. Because while like I feel like the one, need, one thing they don't need on their team is defensive tackle, but like he's the only player on the board that makes sense right here. I'm Justin Herbert's still there, but I don't think Justin Herbert's that great, to be honest with you guys. I'm I'm pretty low on Justin Herbert. Like I said, this is what I would do with the combination of what I think will happen, you know? So, man, linebacker, do you take Kenneth Murray or Patrick Queen this high? No. You need cornerback help, wide receiver help, safety. I do not – I don't know, man. This is such a tough place. Honestly, what do we do here? Yeah, I'm going to have them take wide receiver uh, Henry Ruggs out of Alabama. You know, he, he's the fastest wide receiver in this draft. 4-2-7 is what he ran at the Combine. I'm pretty sure he's going to run less than he, – he might run like 4-1-9 or something at his at his pro day. The, the, this guy is unbelievable. The problem with signing a Henry Ruggs is that Derek Carr is captain conservative quarterback. He's captain checkdown. And he does not throw the ball down the field. He's always last in depth, depth of the target. So can you utilize him? I don't know. I think with a quarterback like Brady, you'll be able to, even though Brady's known for checkdowns as well. I think if you sign Brady, I mean, he's the GOAT. So like, I feel like he'd find a way to you know, make it work. It's such a weird pick. I mean, I kind of regret it now that I did, but I already locked it in. So Henry Ruggs to the Raiders. All right, pick 13, the Indianapolis Colts have a lot of needs. They have wide receiver need. They have a quarterback need. 
I think they probably sign Phillip Rivers and just go that route. They haven't needed defensive tackle, which is why I'm going to have them take Derek Brown. I'm going to stop the fall of Derek Brown. You know, defensive tackles are always so hard to you know judge and where they're going to end up because you know different teams value them differently. Teams like the Giants value them like oh they're you know the greatest thing since sliced bread when they're really I don't know we don't really know the true value of a D tackle. Like you know the value of a quarterback and a wide receiver, a corner, tackle, edge rusher. Like unless your guy is Chris Jones, Aaron Donald, you could probably find a replacement level starter. But Derek Brown, he, he's a really good player, you know. Either way, you know, Colts just, you know, and Chris the the Colts team is very good at this. They just usually take best player available. Best player available is Derek Brown right now. Take him. Take him easily. At pick 14, got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They have a need a quarterback as well. I don't know if they take a quarterback here. It's such a hard decision because I'm not high on Justin Herbert, but he's sitting there and he's like at the top of the board right now. No, I take that back. I think Tristan Wirfs is at the top of the board and they have a need at tackle as well. So, what, man, the real question is, do I stop the slot, the fall of Justin Herbert, or do I take Wirfs here? And I'm looking down the rest of the draft board. Is there another team that would take Herbert? I don't know. It looks like all these teams are pretty much set at quarterback. I don't really know. You know what? I'm going to have the Bucks take Justin Herbert. I'm probably going to regret it, and Bucks fans are going to hate me, but I'm going to stop the slide of Justin Herbert. He's going to go 14 to... The Tampa Bay Bucks. Next up, uh, my favorite team, the Denver Broncos. When I make these picks, I'm gonna tr- I try to remain you know unbiased as possible, uh, and I think I do a pretty good job of that. I look at the Broncos, you know, just as evenly as every other team. Denver, uh, I know they have a need a wide receiver, tackle, linebacker, D tackle. Is Drew Locke the future? We don't really know yet. They they're so desperate for wide receiver help. Do I take a wide receiver here? Uh, if I took a wide receiver, I'd probably take Justin Jefferson out of LSU. For some reason, this guy's just like flying under the radar. Radar he had a huge combine. He's six two. You know, he's such. A, he has good size. He four four seven. I think it was something crazy. Yeah, I'm gonna have them go Justin Jefferson, wide receiver out of LSU. I, I mean, this is one of the best wide receiver classes we've had in the last decade. So. Like it's it's gonna it's gonna be it may be end up being the best wide receiver class ever. All right, next up in pick sixteen, the Atlanta Falcons. I'm not gonna overthink this. They have a needed edge rusher. Kalevon Chasen is still there. Take him, best edge rusher on the board. Uh, he has a few red flags, but I'm not gonna get really into that at the moment. Take the best edge rusher on the on the board, Kalevon Chasen. At LSU. Next up, uh, America's team, the Dallas Cowboys at pick seven. They have a need at corner and safety are the two biggest needs. Christian Fulton's on the board. I'm going to take Christian Fulton here. They're going to go back-to-back LSU players off the board, Justin Jefferson and then Christian Fulton, the national champions. Christian Fulton, second-best corner in the draft, in my opinion. I think he plays really well in zone coverage, and I think that's – it seems like that's what the Cowboys play more. So yeah, the Cowboys here are going to take the best corner uh, available on the board. They have a huge need. Byron Jones is gone at this point. So yeah, take Christian Fulton, best corner on the board. Heck, maybe the Cowboys make a huge move and trade up for Jeff Okuda. I doubt it, though. I think they would probably just stand pack and pick whatever player Jerry Jones feels is the best on the board. 
Next up at pick 18, the Miami Dolphins back on the clock after taking their franchise quarterback, Jordan Love. Now I think they have to take uh, the best lineman on the board. And for some reason, Tristan Wirfs is still here. I don't know what I'm doing for him to be here still. But I guess just, that's just the way the board falls sometimes. They get Tristan Wirfs and Jordan Love. Can you imagine if the Dolphins walked out of the draft with that? That'd be unbelievable. In, that'd be absolutely crazy. So yeah, Tristan Wirfs blew up the combine, had a, a the most athletic tackle in this draft. I mean, you saw it in his combine. He got like set rookie records for everything. Unbelievable athlete. And he's a really good player. You know, watch his tape at Iowa. He's a great player. So yeah, uh, you get a tackle, maybe a guard, I don't know, depending on where you want to play him. But I think if you draft a player in the first round, a lineman, you're going to want to play him at tackle. Next up at pick 19, the uh, Raiders are back on the clock after taking Henry Ruggs. And at this point, I think this is where you take linebacker Patrick Queen out of LSU. Ah, man, this guy's tape just pops. Like, man, if you guys have not watched... Uh, Patrick Queen at LSU. Go go watch his tape. This dude's unbelievable. Just, just trust me. Trust me. The Raider fans, you know, I noticed, you know, a few other uh, YouTuber podcasts I listen to, all that stuff. When they mock like I mock linebacker to the Raiders in the first round, they're like, oh, we have to hear Whitehead. Like, guys, stop. We have Vontez Burfick. Stop. Just come on. Vontez Burfick might not even play football again. They just released Tahir Whitehead today. They have a desperate need at linebacker. Take the best one in the draft, Patrick Queen at LSU. Gosh, there are a lot of LSU players going very, very early here in the first round. All right, next up at pick number 20, the Jacksonville Jags are back on the clock. They took uh, cornerback Jeff Okuda with their first pick at pick number 9. Now they're back on the clock. Take a look at the draft board here. The best player on the board here, I would say, is C.J. Henderson. Do, but do they take two corners in round one? I don't know. I doubt it. But the way this draft is shaping up, why not keep the guy that went to school in Florida, the best corner on their team, here in the state of Florida? So they get Jeff Kuda and C.J. Henderson, two of the top three corners in this draft. Next up, pick 21, the Philadelphia Eagles have a desperate need at corner, linebacker, wide receiver. Which one do they pick? I'm not exactly sure. Man, just looking at the way the board is right now, I feel like Eagle fans are going to hate me if they take anything other than a wide receiver. What do they? T- which one do they take? You know, that's the real question, I think. LaVishka Chenault's here, Denzel Mims, T. Higgins, Jalen Rieger, K.J. Hamler. I don't know. I do not know. Taking a look here. You know what? Uh, I haven't really dove into all the receivers' tape. So I think what I'm going to do, I'm just going to take the best on the board. Uh, according to most people's board, LaVishka Chenault out of Colorado. His stats aren't going to jump out of you because he didn't have con- good uh, quarterback play. I believe his quarterback was Steven Montez. Take the best receiver on the board, LaVishka Chenault. Figure out how to play him. Heck, I mean, the Eagles, they're like a receiver or two away, maybe a corner here from being Super Bowl contenders once again. Up next, the Buffalo Bills on the clock. They have a lot of needs on this team. Is Josh Allen actually a franchise quarterback? I'm not really sure we know that yet. They have a needed edge, wide receiver, corner. Man, 
I, Javon Kinlaw is still on the board for some reason. I guess just, that's just the way the draft fell, I guess, you know. And they have a need at uh, D-tackle as well. Pair him with Ed Oliver, that could be deadly, man. I think that's what I'm going to do here. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Javon Kinlaw, uh, defensive lineman, interior defensive lineman out of South Carolina. Pair him next to Ed Oliver. Man, uh, I don't know what the what scheme the Bills run, if they run a 4-3 or a 3-4. I mean, if you did that, if shoot, I mean, com, com, convert to a 4-3 if you're not already. Javon Kinlaw? And Ed Oliver side by side, man, that could that would be the best man that that has potential to be the best defensive tackle duo in the NFL, maybe year one. Cause that's how good Javon Kinlaw. I mean, we know how good Ed Oliver is, man. And the Bills could even make you know keep making a push, maybe surpass the Patriots in the AFC East. You never know. And now we're uh, to one of the most interesting picks of. The first round, the New England Patriots. What do they do here? I mean, they have a needed edge, lineman, wide receiver, obviously. that's That's been the big issue. Tight end. There, there's no first-round tight ends that are going to go this year. Do they take a quarterback here? I mean, if I had them take a quarterback, let me see. I mean, Jacob Eason's on the board, and Jake Fromm is on the board. Out of those two, I think I like Jake Fromm a little bit more. But looking at the board here, A.J. Epineza is on the board from Iowa. So why not just take the best edge rusher on the middle? You know, some people were suggesting he actually uh, gains about 10 pounds and converts to inside, uh, you know, D-tackle, which wouldn't be the worst thing. And I think the Patriots can, you know, I think they could deal with that. I feel like they don't really have that great of D-tackles. They had a need there too. So, I mean, move him inside if you want, but he could play inside or outside. So that's the beauty of choosing him. You get to choose. He gets to choose where he plays. I don't know what their situation at quarterback is. I think that they probably want to sign a veteran rather than draft a rookie. So yeah, AJ Epineza, edge rusher, maybe D tackle out of Iowa to the Patriots at pick 23. Next up at pick 24, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, they need to have a need a wide receiver, a desperate need a wide receiver, and that's what we're gonna give them. T Higgins out of Clemson goes in the first round to the New Orleans Saints. They Cannot just rely on Michael Thomas running slants every single game. Drew Brees decided to come back this year. It would have been really interesting if he decided to retire, what they would have done with like Taysom Hill. Because for some reason, they think Taysom Hill's a franchise quarterback when he hasn't thrown over like 10 passes in an NFL game. Just my opinion. Hate on me if you want. T. Higgins, wide receiver out of Clemson, is going to be the pick here. Give them a little bit of a boost in their secondary, or in their receiving core, excuse me. Next up, we have the Minnesota Vikings at pick 25. Man, I really want to give them Trevon, uh, Trayvon Diggs out of Alabama, but I feel like it'd be such a conflict of interest if, you know, he's the brother of Stefan Diggs. I feel like it'd be such a conflict of interest if they picked him here just because it seems like Diggs wants out of Minnesota, and it'd be kind of weird if you, like, pick his brother. Maybe they do that, and, you know, he decides, oh, my brother's here. Well, I'll stay here now. Maybe that's a tactic they use, but I feel like it's kind of weird to have them take Trayvon Diggs. But, I mean, I think he's the best uh, corner on the board at this point. So I And they have such a desperate need at corner. So I why not just have them take Trayvon Diggs? It could be fun. You know, it's fantasy. None of this is going to happen, obviously, and this is what I would do. So Trayvon Diggs, corner at Alabama, 
to the Vikings at pick 25. All right, at pick 26, the Miami Dolphins back on the clock once again. And I feel like this is going to get kind of repetitive, but Josh Jones out of Houston, tackle is on the board. Take him. You have a chance to get two tackles and a quarterback in this draft. You do it because that's the way you're going to build your team, right? Quarterback's important. you got to protect your quarterback. Get two tackles because you roll out like the worst offensive line in NFL history this past year. So Dolphins get Josh Jones, Jordan Love, and I believe I had them taking Tristan Wirfs as well. And this draft for the Dolphins is turning out very, very good. Next up at pick 27, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, one of my, you know, I don't want to say one of my favorite teams. Uh, Russell Wilson is one of my favorite players. I'll say that. My buddy Nick is a Seahawks fan, and, you know, Russell Wilson is one of my favorite players. When Denver played Seattle in that Super Bowl where they lost like 43-8 to eight or whatever it was, I, I never heard the end of it. I wore a, uh, Richard Sherman's jersey to uh, school. That was kind of the bet. I had a Peyton Manning Bronco jersey. had a Richard Sherman Seahawks jersey. Loser had to wear the other one's jersey to school, and I had to do that. <laughs> it was kind of embarrassing. Happened when I was in high school. Either way, Seattle picked 27. They have a needed edge. Uh, line, obviously. D-tackle. Uh, looking at the board here, the, I think they just take best player available. Xavier McKinney here is here. Grant Delpit's here. So I think that's that may be what they do here. Like I, I think they just uh, pick the best player on the board. So I'm gonna have them take a safety, Xavier McKinney, out of Alabama, who's the best safety on the board. I think at this point, uh, Grant Delpit's such a weird player because he started out coming in the year as like a top ten projected pick. He really fell off because of his tackling issues. He faced some injuries. I think. A team that wants to draft him could get a potential steal, but I don't really know how good he really is. Let's just leave it at that. Next up, pick 28. The Baltimore Ravens have a needed linebacker. Kenneth Murray's on the board. We're taking Kenneth Murray here to uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, a very athletic linebacker. Uh, was the anchor of that Oklahoma defense, who actually improved this year, kind of surprisingly, in college. I mean, not as much as... You know, you think they w would – when you think improve, you think, you know, drastic things. Oklahoma was still, like, not a great defense, but Kenneth Murray is kind of the anchor of that whole, you know, maybe we'll start playing defense in this conference. Probably not, though. Either way, Kenneth Murray, linebacker to Oklahoma. Love this pick for the Baltimore Ravens if they can get him here. Next up, pick 29, the Tennessee Titans. Do they re-sign Ryan Tannehill? Do they look elsewhere? Do they go after Brady who knows? I think they just end up franchising Tannehill and giving Henry a long-term deal. Not what I would do because I don't think running backs are worth the contracts they get. That's another discussion for another day. I don't. Who is the best player on the board for them? They have an edge rusher need, tackle, offensive line, defensive line. Utergross uh, Matos. I know I said his name wrong, but most people have him as the best player, uh, best edge rusher on the board from Penn State. I'm going to have him go here to the Tennessee Titans. Actually, I've seen him mocked there uh, quite a bit, so I maybe might be one that actually comes true there. Next up at pick 30, the Green Bay Packers have a tackle need wide receiver. I'm just going to give him the best wide receiver on the board, in my opinion, which would probably be it's between Denzel Mims and Jalen Rieger. It's very hard to say. Ah, oh, man. You know what? Denzel Mims is flying up boards, and I don't think it's would be completely 
crazy if he fell into round one. So that's what I'm going to have go here. I'm going to have them take Denzel Mims, wide receiver out of Baylor. This guy had an unbelievable combine. Didn't have that really great of college shapes, but he's flying up draft boards. I'm going to have him go in the first round here. Next up at pick 31, the runner-up to the Super Bowl, San Francisco 49ers. Are they sticking with Jimmy Garoppolo? Do they go after Tom Brady? I feel like that's kind of like more of a media thing. I don't think that's actually going to happen. I think you stick with Jimmy Garoppolo because, I I mean, at this point, is he really that you know far below Tom Brady? Like, is Tom Brady that much better than Jimmy G? I don't really know at this point, you know? Have to do some film breakdowns to see. San Francisco has a need at corner. Uh, interior offensive line. Safety might be a need. Tackle. Grant Delpit's on the board here, so why the heck not? Let's give him safety uh, at a LSU Grant Delpit. I don't know. I don't think he's going to – you know, he might actually. You know, uh, he's fallen quite a bit. If he lasts and he's there for the 49ers at pick 31 – I, they, I mean, why not take them, right? And finally, the Super Bowl champions. Kansas City Chiefs kind of hurts me to say because I'm a Denver Bronco fan, obviously. But but I really do like Patrick Mahomes. And I don't really look at the whole, uh, you know, they're in my division, you know, sports rivals, all that. I don't really, you know, I root for players. I have a favorite team. That's kind of it. I don't really care for rivalries. I don't I don't hate a single team in the NFL. I don't I don't have hate for any of the teams. I'm not a, I'm not a super hardcore fan in that way. I love the game and I analyze it from all pers- you know perspectives. I don't hate on teams. You know, congrats to the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl w- with one of my favorite players. I think everybody's a favorite player at this point, Patrick Mahomes. So either way, I feel like this is kind of a luxury pick. When you pick at pick 32, you're it's you know the last pick of the first round. Just take the best player, uh, best running back in the in the in the draft, DeAndre Smith uh, Swift, out of Georgia. Excuse me. And that finalizes our draft. I mean, that's it. I talk a little bit about DeAndre Swift here. He probably the best running back in this draft. Had an okay combine. Had a pretty good combine. He played for Georgia, and you know they're like a running back factory out there. Uh, produced Todd Gurley, Nick Chubb. Others, Sony Michelle, you know, there's so many great running backs to come out of there. You can just assume he's the next great one. I haven't watched any running back film breakdown because I don't, to be honest, care that much about running backs. I know that probably makes me sound like I'm, like I'm an idiot, but you know, running backs are becoming more and more irrelevant each day, unfortunately. So yeah, uh, but when you're the Super Bowl champs, you can kind of have a luxury pick. They don't have a real stable planet running back right now. You know, whether it was Shady McCoy, Damien Williams, I think, was the other back. Get a guy that can carry the ball, you know, carry the load offensively and maybe take some pressure off Patrick Mahomes. Not that he needs the pressure off him because, you know, you we see we saw in this postseason that he, he, he delivers fine under pressure. I think, I mean, three comebacks from under, ten, you know, 10-plus points in the postseason, three straight games. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know, I saw somebody say that Patrick Mahomes might already be a Hall of Famer. I don't think that's a crazy statement, to be honest with you. I don't think it's a crazy statement uh, like other people did. Either way, uh, I now that we're done with the draft, I kind of want to cover each pick, go through it really, really quickly, and just repeat all the picks uh, for those of you who just skipped to the end and want to hear the end results, right? All right, for the first pick, I had the Bengals take Joe Burrow, quarterback at LSU. Next up, the Washington Redskins. 
At pick two, take Chase Young, edge rusher out of, out of Ohio State. At pick three, the Detroit Lions take Isaiah Simmons, linebacker slash safety out of Clemson. At pick four, the New York Giants take Makai Becton, tackle out of Louisville. At pick five, I have the Miami Dolphins taking Jordan Love, quarterback out of Utah State. At pick six, Andrew Thomas, tackle out of Georgia, goes with the Chargers. At pick seven, the Panthers take Tua Tagovailoa, quarterback out of Alabama. At pick eight, the Cardinals take wide receiver C.D. Lamb out of Oklahoma. At pick nine, the Jags take Jeffrey Akuda, cornerback out of Ohio State, to replace Jalen Ramsey. At pick 10, the Browns take Jedrick Wills, offensive tackle out of Alabama, to sure up that offensive line. At pick 11, the Jets pick Jerry Judy, wide receiver, to give Sam Darnold the number one receiving option. At pick 12, the Oakland Raiders take Henry Ruggs III out of Alabama. He's a wide receiver, take the top off the defense. At pick 13, the Indianapolis Colts take Derek Brown, defensive tackle out of Auburn. At pick 14, the Buccaneers take Jameis Winston's potential replacement, Justin Herbert, out of Oregon. At pick 15, my Denver Broncos take Justin Jefferson, wide receiver out of LSU, to give Cortland Sutton a number two option. At 16, the Falcons take Calevon Chasen, edge rusher, out of LSU. At pick 17, the Dallas Cowboys pick cornerback Christian Fulton at LSU. Three LSU players going back to back to back right there. At pick 18, Tristan Wirfs falls all the way to 18 to go to the Miami Dolphins to be the franchise left or right tackle for them. At pick 19, the Oakland Raiders take Patrick Queen, linebacker, out of LSU. Another LSU player going right there. At pick 20, C.J. Henderson, cornerback out of Florida, goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They get a second cornerback in this draft, one to replace Jalen Ramsey, one to replace A.J. Bouye. At pick 21, the Eagles get LaVishka Chenault Jr. out of Colorado. He's a wide receiver to give Carson Wentz a fire-sure wide receiver option. At pick 22, Javon Kinlaw slides all the way to the Buffalo Bills. They get another defensive tackle to pair with Ed Oliver, making one of the nastiest defensive lines in the NFL. At pick 23, A.J. Epineza goes to the New England Patriots. He's an edge rusher that could be potentially play D-tackle. A very versatile player there. At pick 24, the Saints take T. Higgins, wide receiver out of Clemson, to give Drew Brees another receiving option to give to take some of the pressure off Michael Thomas. At pick 25, the Vikings go out and get Stephon Diggs' brother, Trevon, <laughs> Trayvon Diggs, cornerback out of Alabama. I'm sure those practices will be real fun. At pick 26, the Miami Dolphins take Josh Jones, tackle, out of Houston. So they get two franchise tackles to protect their franchise quarterback in Jordan Love. At pick 27, Xavier McKinney, safety out of Alabama, goes to the Seattle Seahawks. They finally get a safety replacement for Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas. At pick 28, the Baltimore Ravens take linebacker Kenneth Murray. This was probably their weakest position in their defense, so why not get a linebacker uh, that is as athletic as he is? At pick 29, the Titans go Yeter Gross Matos out of Penn State, edge rusher. They have a needed edge. They already have Jeffrey Simmons there on the inside. Pair him with another player that's very athletic. At pick 30, the Green Bay Packers take wide receiver Denzel Mims, who had a crazy combine 
give uh, Aaron Rodgers another receiving option to take some pressure off of Devontae Adams and him. At pick 31, Grant Delpit slides into the laps of the San Francisco 49ers. He's a safety out of LSU. Add to that secondary right there. At pick 32, the Super Bowl champs, New Eng- uh, Kansas City, so used to say New England right there. See, at pick 32, the Kansas City Chiefs take uh, take running back out of Georgia, DeAndre Swift, to give them a for sure starting running back for the future. And that will conclude our mock draft, the Stampede Mock Draft 1.0 post-combine edition. Wow, I've been going for 50 minutes. It didn't feel like that at all because this has been so much fun. Man, and I think with that, we're going to wrap up the podcast. All right, well, thank you so much for listening to The Stampede. I love this podcast with all my heart, and your support helps me follow my dreams of maybe doing this full-time someday. Whatever you're listening on, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave a five-star rating, a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode of The Stampede. Once again, thank you so much for listening And have a great day. My name is Ryan Jones. This has been The Stampede. And I'll see you next time.